I welcome everybody to the Four Outdoors with the Struman Steve Strasinski. Uh, I think I'm on the air. Am I not? Because I can't hear through my headphones. That's okay. I don't need it, I guess. Anyway, because I'm all by myself tonight. Hey, thanks for listening to the Four Outdoorsmen, everybody. It's Sunday, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever it is. It's time to get this show rolling. My buddy Mark Lukey is in some place in Canada, and he's fishing on Long-Legged Lake with his old man, Dave. And uh, I don't even know where it is, but they're catching walleyes left and right. We were going to have him check in tonight, but uh, unfortunately, he doesn't, he doesn't have the service up there. He's way up in the boons. But I did find out that just today, he sent a text or some, some kind of social media thing that he had, uh, ah, they caught about 50 walleyes in the first hour of wherever they were. Nothing under 16, but nothing over 23. So I wonder, I'll have to ask him this, I and mean, that's fun, I know that. But uh, if you're catching so many fish on a regular basis, does that get boring? I mean, <laughs> and if they're all 16 to 23, you can, I don't even know what you can keep up there. But, uh, but that's about it for, uh, for Mark Lukey. He'll be back in the, in the studio next week, and we'll have a heck of a show next week for you as well. Right tonight we've got, we're going to start out with a young man named Bob. Uh, no, Bobby is his dad, I think, uh, or grandpa. I'm not even sure anymore. But Will Goble is going to be on, going to talk about some of the changes of the uh, the fishing regulations on the St. Croix River, and uh, anything else he wants to talk about. I'm going to talk to him as well as uh, uh, tackle Terry Tuma, and he's uh, a big shot, of course, a great, great guy. And we're going to get as much information from Will and Terry and uh, Adam Griffith, who's going to be our last guest. And I want to find out all about how this hot weather has affected all those guys. What kind of changes did they have to make? to continue to catch fish because from what I understand from some of the people that I know who fish a lot, it hasn't been going well the last couple of weeks because of the, the water temperatures. But, uh, but, uh, but I've got to do this. i got to do a shout-out to my pretty wife, Diana. She's at the cabin, of course, and uh, just yesterday she celebrated her birthday. And uh, we've been married 41 years here in a week coming up, and I'm um, pretty blessed and happy birthday, kitten. So uh, thanks for being part of my life and have another... Uh, 15 or so, would you? By the way, the reason Diana didn't come home tonight, we've got a full week ahead of us. This is a good, I guess it's a good lesson for everybody. No matter who you are, no matter how long you've been fishing, boating, pontooning, whatever, you got to be smart. There were two guys who have fished the Channel Lakes for 30 years. Good friends. And uh, both of them drowned about four or five days ago. One Fell in the water, jumped in the water for something nobody really knows. And his buddy, who's not the greatest swimmer in the world, went out to help him, and he didn't make it back either. And they both they both went down. They're both probably in their 50s or maybe even 60s, whatever. Uh, and that just happened about three, four days ago. So Diana stayed home and went to a, a fundraiser for those guys. So uh, prayers for their families. But I tell you what, it happens to anybody. And, of course, life jackets is the name of the game, I guess. I don't care if you're on a pontoon boat. Or a canoe. Hey, I tell you what, I got some exciting news for you, buddy. Yeah, what up? We're talking about my buddy Brandon. Just did the homegrown show with uh, Brandt. Mo- Molly, Molly Brandt. Molly Brandt. Now, is she related to the Adam Brandt no. family? No. And then there's an Eric Brandt, too. I had brought that up. But nope, no relation to either of those gentlemen. Wouldn't but be- she's heard of Adam, was yeah. listening to his music, and, and liked it. Adam's good. Yep. It'd be kind of cool to get the... All three of them together because they call them the three brands. I don't know if you remember a while ago I had uh, Jake Birdseye on the studio. Absolutely. And that night I played every Jake 
that I have. And I'm going to have to do that with the, the Brants next yeah, time yeah. one of the Brants is on. It's going to be a, a Brant block. I had a busy week. I tell you, Sunday I went to my wife and I and took uh, my daughter, one of our daughters-in-law, and my oldest granddaughter to see Mick Sterling and the Stud Brothers. At Crooners, right? It was. That's it, right down the street from my place. Yeah, and they just they blew the roof off. And, of course, it was just. Was it inside, or are they still doing the outdoors? That was uh, inside. Deal? Okay. That was inside. And it was as impressive as you would have imagined. This guy's been around forever and ever and yeah. ever. Was and, it just a Mick Sterling show, or was it a tribute show? Because I know he does nope. a handful of those. Like, all his the, stuff. Uh, okay. All cool. his stuff. I might have done one or two. Uh, he did. Uh, like some Neil Diamond, maybe? No, or Gordon Lightfoot or Gordon, something. Who okay. does the, uh, oh, the river thing? I forget what it was. What? He, oh, the river thing. The, the river thing. But it, it's, uh, I think that's what it is. But he's done, he did a couple of uh, other songs, but almost all of them were his. He's actually really funny, too. Like, uh, 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 follow him on social media. Mick Sterling is a good follow. At least he used to. I don't really, I'm not as active anymore, but I remember him cracking me up with his posts quite a bit. You know, he's got, um, he's got a service called uh, 30 Days. I talked to you about that, I believe. And he's... Um, they raise money to give people who need help for 30 days, mortgage payment, medical stuff, whatever. And uh, he's been doing that for about 14 years. Uh, very, but he's just he's done that for a long, long time. He, he's written a couple of books and all the all the fund, all the money they raise from the book sales. A lot of that goes to those foundations as well. But I just heard him when he was talking about the show. He's got something new coming out. This is Mick Sterling, and uh, just like recently, within the last week or two, email email a day. He says, get on his list, and he'll send an email a day, just one, just one a day, and it's going to be something off the wall. I bet you funny, yeah. I guarantee you, that's going to be worth signing up for. I would sign up for that mailing list. Most most mailing lists I avoid. I don't need something jamming up my my inbox. Uh, I'd I'd sign up for Mick Sterling's emails. Yeah, and I, I think it's one of those things you can't respond. Whatever it is, just let's have some fun. Yeah, just one a day. What yeah. about? Uh, did you ever get into those email chains back in the day? I could see Strew being one that would forward that, like forward this email to twenty people, or you're gonna. Or, no. Yeah, no, no, you're gonna go blind. <laughs> but you remember that was like a huge yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I was never comfortable doing that. Not me either. Yeah, I wasn't doing that. Now that was cool. So Sunday we did that, and then Wednesday worked the Minnesota Twins, and Thursday, you know who I saw on Thursday? No, Pink. Oh yeah, that's right. You did mention you were I, going to see Pink. I worked. I worked the Pink concert, and I had really, really, really good section uh, on the uh, the third deck right behind the third base dugout, and she was phenomenal. I know about her. Right. I didn't know much about her until I started reading about it and, and listening to some of her music. But she she works her butt off, and she's extremely talented, very funny, very personable. But what she does with the acrobatics yeah. or aerobag, what do you want to call those kind yep. of things, with flying through the air under cables and all that over the entire stadium, I, I'll, I'll, I've got it in my phone. I'll send it to you later on. Just the last thing she did, really 44,000 people in that stadium. Gorgeous night, and it was a lot of fun. So I had a, I had a big week. I love that about you, Strew. You're all over the place. You're going out to see Pink and Mick Sterling. You're a big supporter of the homegrown artists that we play on yep. this station. Mm-hmm. You like all kinds of music. I respect that. Good for you. You can't sit on your butt and wait nah. for the world to catch you. Know, I just can't do it. Well, I that's, I, you inspire me a lot, like for real. Like yeah. as a, And the things that you do for other people, that's impressive as well, whether it's giving a kidney or just showing <laughs> up to a place. Like I, yeah. you, know, that's, uh, you You got the secret to life down, my friend. We have a lot of fun. But I was listening to your show, the home, the homegrown show on the way here, and uh, you were saying that, that you're kind of looking forward to getting into a senior <laughs> yeah. senior center. Just sounds just, great to me. Just lay, lay low, let them feed you, and play shuffleboard. That's that sounds like a good life. I'll tell you what. I don't think it's as is uh, 
as attractive as you think it's going to be. But it, it sure sounds good. Yeah, sounds it does good. sound pretty nice. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Uh, I got to get Will on the phone, so give me a second here. No problem. Yeah. We'll say hi to Mark. My buddy Mark Fisher just showed up as well, the Hall of Fame Mark Fisher. Hey, Mark, uh, we're going to have a buddy of yours on the show tonight. We're going to have, uh, I'm sure he's a buddy of yours. Uh, Tackle Terry Tuma is going to be on. Uh, if you guys don't know who Tackle Terry Tuma is, he's about as good as they get. He's been around for many, many years, and he's a Hall of Fame guy with the Freshwater Hall of Fame. Uh, that's a national thing. Then the Minnesota Hall of Fame as well, Fishing Hall of Fame. Talk to him about what's going on. And Adam Griffith, the guy who's going to be on at 640. If you guys don't know Adam Griffith and his gang, he's got a thing called the Crappie Chronicles. And uh, he's a just a great, great guy. And he's a, one of the best pan fishermen in the entire state of Minnesota. Get a lot of tips from those guys as well. We're going to talk with Will Goble here in a second. And I think he's got him on the line. Will is on. We Will got you, Will. Will Goble, the fishing plumber. Are you there, sir? How's it going, guys? Every day's a gift. How are you? How you doing, buddy? Oh, not. We we have uh, we have Will on every oh, every few months because he's got a lot of interesting things to say and he's out there fishing and doing it all, oh, four or five days a week, all summer and all winter long. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about is uh, you fish the Saint Croix River quite a bit, and there's some new regulations that they talked about earlier this year, but apparently they're going to be. In, they're going to be taking place for the seasons 2023-24. What are those new regulations, and how are they going to affect you? Uh, well, I guess what regulations are you talking about? Well, they got, they, they got the two-line thing, and then they're, and then they're uh, doing something about uh, you, they're changing the dates of fishing north of Highway 8, south of the dam uh, in Taylor's Falls, that kind of stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that really doesn't affect me a whole lot. Uh, um, as far as the border water regulations go, that's actually I, I, or the two-line rule. Um, I've, been taking, I've been taking advantage of that on, on some of our interior rivers, on the, like the Mississippi, um, places where, you know, years ago we could only fish one line apiece. So, yeah. that, you know, that's been, that's been a uh, very exciting for us catfishermen and, uh, you know, river anglers. Um, now, they, uh, I know they were running a survey. Uh, they were kind of running a survey asking for the public's input um, about some new regulations that they've been talking about. Um, for instance, like having a, uh, a close or um, a continuous season for walleyes, but, you know, ha- catch and release similar to, like, the Mississippi um, I think that would be very cool out there, you know, because um, there's some there's some big walleyes that can be caught in the springtime out there. But you know, it's also another resource that you have to protect. And uh, so you, you know, you, like I like I said, that's why they're doing those surveys right now. Why Why would anyone be against that? I think that's how I I can't picture that being an issue. Well, um, like certain areas, I think they would probably look at. Um, uh, Closing, you know, just having no fishing period. I up by uh, Taylor's Falls, up by the the Highway Eight Bridge, up to the dam up there, but just because that's such a big spawning area okay. for uh, for fish like walleyes and sturgeon up there. You know, it's it, in the springtime you can go up there and watch them. It's really really cool. You were talking about your catfishing, and you do a lot of catfishing and sturgeon. How has it been going for you the last month or two? Can you catch catfish and sturgeon right now? 
Oh, absolutely. We were out uh, last night down in the Bayport area, and uh, I had, I think we caught like nine sturgeon last night or something like that. It was, it was uh, none of them were very big. I think the biggest we caught, we caught two like 40 inches, but uh, still a lot of fun. Um, a little channel cat last night, and then uh, last weekend I was I was uh, at a different spot. I'm not going to say where. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm not surprised, yeah. But uh, um, you know, we caught a we we caught uh, four, uh, two flatheads last weekend. So um, there's plenty plenty of opportunity out there right now. They're they're feeding. Hey, since I have you, we got to get to a break here in a couple of seconds. I was on your Facebook page this morning, and somebody I think named Travis, you shared something from Travis or vice versa about some kind of a special events coming up October seventh, where there's a fishing tournament that will benefit law enforcement firefighters or and emts do you know what i'm talking about oh yes yes so that's that's from a friend of mine uh his name is trevor slifka he's trevor. Uh, he's a marine he's a marine veteran and uh every year he organizes um uh we kind of just call it the sturgeon excursion or the you know our our leo sturgeon excursion um and so what it is is it's october 7th um down in bayport and it's a night all about veterans uh, and law enforcement officers and first responders. And so uh, a big group of guys get together, and, and we, we make the night about them. So we just take um, all of these uh, heroes out uh, sturgeon fishing for the night, and, and it's a big bl- It's so much fun. So how does so, someone get it? So anybody who's in law enforcement or has been or is a firefighter, EMT, and those kind of things, uh, how do they? How anybody can get involved in this and go fishing with you guys if you have enough boats available? Yep, yep. As long as there's enough boats available, um, uh, Trevor's contact information is on that post on my Facebook page, which I believe is open to the public. Anybody can see. Um, otherwise, they can contact the Hometown Heroes Outdoors. Um, it's a it's a local group, but they're also uh, kind of nationwide. Um, and, and they're a group that takes, you know, law enforcement and, and, uh, military veterans out, um, on outdoor adventures. So, um, if you're a, you know, military veteran or first responder of any sort, uh, it's a very cool, um, organization to look, look into. So, so this is, it's not an, it's not actually a tournament or anything. It's just like, it's a thank you to all of these folks for doing what they do to, to keep us around and saving our lives and helping us. Right. Yes, exactly. It's not. It's you know. There's there's a little competition between us boat captains, but um, officially, it's not a contest of any sort. It's just a big thank you, um, get together night for the veterans and you know responders. What is is there a specific organization that is putting this on, or just a bunch um, of guys like yourselves? It like I said, Trevor's the organizer. Um, there's it's not really specifically. Um, uh, uh, a certain, um, yeah, it's not, re- it's not specifically tied to one organization, but we do it, um, pretty much in every year, uh, with, uh, hometown hero outdoors. Okay. So they can find information so, on hometown he- heroes outdoors website as well. I imagine, right? Yep, exactly. But that sounds like a lot of fun. Why wouldn't somebody who's it, involved in that want to get involved in that? So, well, a uh, local friend of ours, uh, uh, John Basie, a um, uh, Marine veteran, he's coming down, and he's going to be my veteran this year. So uh, him and I will be fishing together for the night. So um, 
And usually we get about between 40 and 60 veterans out there for the evening. So we get, you know, 20 to 30 boat captains um, together, and then and then uh, it's usually a big turnout. It's a lot of fun. Is there going to be like a meal or something after so everyone gets together and, and just tells stories about what their lives are all about, whatnot? Well, that actually happens before. So okay. we get together, you know, around 4 o'clock or whatever, have a meal, have a giveaway. So if there are um, any sponsors out there that would like to get uh, that would like to um, get a hold of us, and you know we're always looking for donations for giveaways for the veterans. Right. So um, yeah, we have a meal and we have giveaways beforehand, and then the night is all about the veterans, and we stay out as long as they want to. Um, and like I said, we make the night about them. Is, are you looking for more boat captains as well? Uh, we actually have uh, enough boat captains for right now, I believe. Um, we already have like 20, 25 captains lined up. So um, we're just, and I believe we have a full crew for veterans this year. Cool. But, um, you know, there's always next year too, so. Hey, thanks for giving back, young man. That's nice of you and your buddies, all that, and they can contact Hometown Heroes Outdoors. I think that's really, really a good event. Of course, uh, these folks don't get enough credit as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Goble, they can oh, they can contact you as well, but look at Will Goble's web, uh, Facebook page and find more information about it as well. Hometown Heroes Outdoors, and that is October 7th, and uh, someplace down in Bayport. That'll be a lot of fun. Hey, Will, take care of yourself. I got a boogie. We're going to have uh, tackle Terry Tuma on here pretty soon. And uh, you might, even you might pick up some tips from that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Thanks again, Strew. Yep. Take care of yourself, buddy. All right. Give me right back with Tackle Terry Tuma. You're listening to The Four Outdoorsmen, part of Bob Outdoors. It is no secret how The Four Outdoorsmen feel about Devil's Lake, North Dakota. There's so much to do for the entire family, whether or not you hunt or fish. Steve Carney as well, one of the most successful and respected guides in the Midwest. Well, he's hooked on Devil's Lake. After his most recent guiding trip there, Steve said, quote, Hey, Devil's Lake just might be the best fishery I've ever been on. I've got myself a walleye hangover. I think that's a pretty good thing. Hey, plan your next trip at devilslakend.com. If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20-yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods, and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors. Dezeal Heating and AC has let the dogs out. For a limited time, buy two, get one free. That's right, buy a furnace and AC and get a free water heater. If your water heater is getting up there in age, there's a good chance it's the same age as your heating and cooling system. Save on monthly utility bills with new efficient equipment that comes with a free industry-leading warranty and may qualify for additional rebates. For details, call Dezeal's Comfort Consultants or go to DezealHVAC.com. <laughs> hey, 
fishing in and around Ely is going strong, but it's not too early to think grouse hunting. The numbers are way up in Arrowhead Outdoors Bait Hunting Camping Store. Well, they're ready. Arrowhead Outdoors, the very best, and Chris and Steve have more of whatever you're going to need than any other store in the area. Hey, fishing around Ely's always been great. Well, grouse hunting is exactly the same, just like Arrowhead Outdoors. Plan your next fall trip right now and work with the very, very best. That's Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota. Hey, Balsam Beach Resort would make it on a 10-acre pond because Clint and Patty worked their butts off to make sure of it. In fact, Clint and Patty were voted Resorters of the Year a couple of years back. But the 2,500 acres of the Serene Lake Plantagenet, that's a big draw. Walleyes and panfish, mm, there's plenty of them. But musky fishing is as good as it gets. Last year, a high school kid caught two different 50-plus-inch muskies on back-to-back days on Lake Plantagenet. It's only five miles south of Bemidji. That's Balsam Beach Resort. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. PowerLodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. PowerLodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Convenience is Highways 10, 169, and 101, and minutes to 94 in Rogers. Think convenience when you book the Windham Garden Hotel in Otsego for your next business meeting. 5,000 square feet of refurbished meeting space now features one gig Wi-Fi. The Windham Garden Otsego also features 18 extended stay suites. Need catering? The Windham Garden Otsego caters both in-house, or you can cater your off-site event too. Find out more at wgotsego.com. The Windham Garden Otsego. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Do you have over $10,000 in credit card debt? If you're feeling the financial impact with unprecedented economic challenges, DebtBlue is here for you. With DebtBlue's success guarantee, you pay nothing unless your debt is reduced or completely resolved. I'm just living sky high right now. I'm very thankful for it. And the team at DebtBlue are phenomenal. They're able to work with you. They're great. Call for your free debt resolution information now. 800-200-6895. 800-200-6895. Right now at DealsOnRadio.com, you can get premium injection foam insulation from USA Insulation for a one-story home for less than $8,000. That's a savings of over $2,000. DealsOnRadio.com. All right, gang, we're back. Strewman here, the four outdoorsman. I'm all by myself right now. My buddy Mark Lukey is fishing up in Canada. Good for him. 
We're going to welcome in an old friend. We talked to him maybe once a year, I suppose, tackled Terry Tuma. I think the last time I saw you personally, we've only met a couple of times, Terry. Oh, we were, you were at Jimmy's all oh, maybe three, four years ago for someone's uh, retirement party. Some DNR guy um, at the retire. Oh, I know who it is. Doggone it. Uh, I'll think about it tonight at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'll give you a call. Well, hey, Terry. I, th- I think it was Mike Curry. It was. It was Mike, yeah. And uh, that's the first time I met you face-to-face, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, that's, a, that's a nice man. What's he up to these days? Uh, what is uh, am I up to? You mean or Mike? Mike, what is Mike up to these days? I haven't talked to him for a little while. Last time I seen him was at the uh, Veterans Ice Fishing event, and we chatted for quite some time. But I think he's just enjoying retirement, enjoying his uh, uh, lake place, and just busy doing what you say, doing nothing but enjoying the outdoors. How's yeah, that? That's that's wonderful. That's that's wonderful. We're talking with Terry Tuma, tackle Terry Tuma. Uh, he's from uh, Montgomery, Minnesota, right about now, I believe, and he's been around for many, many years. Of course, everybody in the state of Minnesota who's involved in fishing at all knows who Tackle Terry Tuma is. Who gave you the nickname Tackle Terry Tuma? Joe Schmidt from Channel 5. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it was, it was Tackle Terry and Jig and Joe. Oh, that's so you guys have fished together before? Yes, yeah, we've done quite a few TV programs together also. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking about that, now I know I've looked at, of course, we all know your resume, and you do, I don't know how many shows a year and all that. Are you as busy today as you you were 10, 15 years ago, or are you just about as busy as you want to be? Uh, I think I'm busier, to be honest with you, Stu. Uh, Just uh, there are so many venues out there that, you know, uh, that I can participate in or I don't have to participate in. But if you know Tackle Terry, you participate in everything. (laughs) That a boy. (laughs) Yeah, we've got another Hall of Fame guy right across the hall from me, right right across the window. Uh, Mark Fisher's over there. I, t- I have a chance to to uh, grill his mind every once in a while and, and see what's happening in the fishing world. So it's fun to be surrounded by guys like yourself because, frankly, like I tell people, I'm a left-handed Polak from the east side of St. Paul. I don't know a squat when it comes to this stuff. I need you guys. I need you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, tell Mike hi uh, for me, would you please? You will. You bet. Will do. Have you fished recently? What's uh, how often do you get on the water these days? Because most of your time is is all seminars and education more than anything, right? Yeah, well, I do a lot of radio, a lot of TV, and I fish a lot. It depends, you know, depending on my time, and of course, this year the weather has many times changed my plans to go out. And but I've been on the water quite a little bit, to be honest with you. Good for you. If if you uh, had the choice today, what is your what is your go to fish right now this time of the year? Bass or walleye. That's a pretty good pretty good choice right there. You know, Mark Fisher. <laughs> Mark Fisher's the the bass guy. You could be the walleye guy. You know, I tell you, there and, you I, go. and I imagine Karen, you guys have been married about fifty two years, and congratulations on that. Uh, I think. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I imagine she's okay with you heading out of the house once in a while. Oh, yes. Yeah, she fishes with me quite a little bit, too, especially when we take the uh, big boat out. She fishes with yeah, me. Um, I'm looking at, your again, the bio here. In 2013, you were voted into the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. Of course, that's up in, in Hayward, and I've been up there, and I, I, I think it's the coolest little thing in the world. You have to go up there. If you like fishing at all, you've got to go see that. And then 2017, the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame. Why would it take so long to get to the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame? But... Uh, 
it, it should have been before the national for the for the freshwater. I think. Yeah, I would. I agree with you. But there's been, you know, I think there were some issues with the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame with locations in the past and so forth. Now it's uh, all established, and I think that was the biggest hiccup. I think it was in Bemidji for a while, and Walker or um, or Walker. And, Little Falls, I'm not sure, but I think that was part of the hiccup. But yeah. um, yes, uh, it was it was a great honor to be uh, nominated into both uh, Hall of Fame. You know, you're talking about where it is, and I know it's in Little Falls right now. As a matter of fact, last week or the week before, we had the young lady on who is now the executive director of the Minnesota uh, Fishing Museum, and they have in a couple of weeks new election, new, the new. Uh, inductees into the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame, and I don't remember who they are right now. And I'd like to go up there because they, I think that would really be neat. They've got different, you know, types of fish and, and and all kinds of things to take a look at. I think that would be fun to go up there. It really is. You know, they have a lot of uh, antiques there. There's just a lot of things to see. We personally have donated some items, and Brenda is the. Uh, I started to go two gallons. She does a great job as an executive director for that. But it is a, for all of the listeners, if you have the opportunity to swing by, stop, and it's really something to see a Hall of Fame establishment in Minnesota. You know, let's talk a little bit about the weather. One of the reasons I wanted to, to, to talk to you is about what we've gone through this summer has been really, really hot. It's been interesting. In the last 30 days or so, I know the water temperature kept going up to you know, 75, 78, 80 degrees, whatever it's going to be. And has that affected how you fish, and has it affected the, your success rate? Well, it really affected how uh, I fish or how most anglers fish. Uh, water temperature now is going to change drastically due to the last two or three days, but it was 85 and 84 degrees. That's crazy. Which is, uh, that it is. That's, re- that's hot. You know, your shower water isn't that hot. And, <laughs> but, but it, uh, it really, uh, I think it slows the bite down, if you will, but you still can catch fish. Uh, the fish are going to see cooler water temperatures. We fish a lot of rivers. Uh, the rivers, uh, I call them cold water seams, is excellent. Where springs are coming in or a small river coming into uh, the main flow of water. Uh, also, uh, springs on inland bodies of water. And bass, for instance, even uh, your walleyes will seek you know anything that's a little bit cooler. Early morning, late evening, at night, fishing for bass is excellent. And then, two, uh, these fish will migrate into the wheat. It's five degrees cooler in there, so they're going to offer some security uh, besides the habitat they're going to be uh, somewhat familiar with. And then, two, the, you know, areas where it's going to be just a speck uh, cooler, but also, two, this is going to be a time frame under most conditions where you're going to have to do more of a finesse bite because the bite is going to be slower. Okay, so I was going to ask you that. So are you changing your, your, your tactics then, of course, not just where you're going, but your tactics? Are you changing your bait as well, what you're using? Yes, yes. And now I was just out. That's when we were hitting the 84-degree water temperatures fishing bass, and I found the bass off a of flat in deep uh, water. And the green weeds in our areas have disappeared completely. And so what I did, the doc fishing did not provide any action at all. So what I did, I call lure rotations, Drew, is I was going from a wacky worm to a netherick back and forth constantly, and that provided action. 
Good for you. That's yeah, I, I imagine that's half the fun of it. It's like being, you know, CSI. You got to figure this stuff out, and and once you become successful figuring it out, that's half the fun is the challenge. I'm guessing. Well, it really is, and I really enjoy. And I know several people have uh, mentioned, in fact, the other day too. Uh, I enjoy the challenge too, just so I can have the opportunity to do some experimentation, see which is going to uh, produce fish, which is not going to produce fish, and it's just a lot of fun. It's very enjoyable, and it's a great way to learn about what you're going to apply next time out. When you were a kid, you were born and raised, I think, down in Northfield, something in that general area. Yes. And when you were a kid. How did you get so excited about becoming what you are today? Well, I guess at that time, I never even thought of it, but I fished with my dad out of an old rowboat, and we would anchor up near a grass island and catch. At that time, we were using cane poles, Drew, and we were catching all different species of fish. It was just amazing, and I just you know kept uh, proceeding with that, and my mother also was a very avid angler, and I guess that's really uh, sort of got me where I'm at today. Did you uh, have you been to? You're talking about your early days and fishing some lakes with Dad down there somewhere. Do you, do you ever get a chance to go back to those lakes and just rehash some of those memories and see what it's like today as compared to 40, 50 years ago? Oh yes, yeah, I do. I fish some of the lakes. Uh, you know, not regularly, but I do go back to some of these lakes. And but a lot of things change. You know, you got your lake home that has altered. You know, some of the uh, uh, shoreline that has changed a little bit. Fishing pressure sure has changed. Uh, a lot more fishing pressure. I can remember I was fishing with my dad. We were the only ones on the lakes, Drew, uh, and I mean the only ones. And now today on that lake, there's many, many anglers out there ice fishing. And that was back then. You weren't fishing out of your ice castle. You were sitting on a five-gallon bucket, right? That's exactly right. And I think, you know, what the biggest challenge was, it wasn't catching fish. I was, I think it was really, can I withstand this cold weather? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, I remember I fished some with my old man when I was a kid. Uh, not that much. And when he went ice fishing, same old thing. It was just nothing more than a jiggle stick. You remember that? It's just a piece of wood oh. with a, with a point on it. And, uh, and, yeah, it was hand. You had to bring everything away. That's crazy. Today, you took the kids, anyone under 40 today would not know what we're talking about. Oh yes, you're you're right. In fact, I even made some of those uh, jiggle sticks. So I don't think they were even jiggle sticks. Really, they were more of a broom handle with a, a spike in them. And you <laughs> shoved it in the ice and along the black line, right around the dowels, yep, and that was your fishing. That but was it caught yeah. fish, true. Yeah, that's right. You know, as a matter of fact, one of my memories of this Mark Lukey, my buddy, who's on the show with me, he's fishing with his dad up in Canada right now. So I'm doing this by myself, but. One of the his saying at the end of the show was, you know, get outside and make some memories. So when I, was, I remember the times fishing with my dad in the local lakes, White Bear Lake, Bald Eagle, Lake Elmo, ice fishing. You know, I don't remember what we caught, how many we caught, but I do remember he used to work at a place called U.S. Gypsum Roofing Company on Seventh Street, east side of St. Paul, and he bowled at the Hazel Park Commercial Club on White Bear Avenue, and he would get old bowling pins from Hazel Park Commercial Club and start a fire in the fish house, a little, little wood-burning stove that he had. And we would take the old bowling pins and the ones that were not being used for fire just yet and because we get bored, you know, after 15, 20 minutes, and we'd go outside on the ice and we'd bowl with big hunks of ice. It was just, that's what I remember more than catching fish. Well, it sounds like fun, you know, but, you know, uh, fishing really, still is, you know, it's 
sure it's about catching a lot of fish, but it's also enjoying Mother Nature's elements. Yeah. You know, whenever we take, we, 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 let's say we have family get-togethers with my kids, and whether it's holidays or whatever, nobody talks anymore about, you know, their life and their jobs and how much money they're making or what they do. Everything, all the conversations go back to us fishing and hunting and the stories we had from years and years and years up in Ely, Minnesota. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the funny stuff, the mistakes, and that's what it's all about is making those memories. It really is true, and I think, you know, that's something sometimes we forget about. Yeah. And I know today, and I spoke at seminars and on several programs, too, where we have this tendency to go out, and, and I see this day after day, go out and unload the boat, and then people are fishing for a couple of hours, and they're not catching fish, they load up the boat and go home. Yeah. So there is no way in the world, first of that, no patience, no persistence. There's no way in the world you can check out all the tools and locations that you need to catch that species of fish you're pursuing. Yeah, I want to get back to the water temperature a little bit here, and, and, and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, are you concerned about the higher mortality rate, a potential higher mortality rate with the water this, this, this warm? Yes, oh, definitely. I don't think there's any question about it. But then on the other hand, too, through the fish I've been catching, uh, just, you know, on hooking them, uh, you can feel their body is much warmer. And I also feel that, for instance, with bass, that the bass aren't, uh, they're fighting, but they're not breaking the surface as much as they normally do, including smallmouth. Yeah. But also, too, yes, uh, you can definitely relate to the mortality. But, two, we have to consider, too, now is that we've had some, you know, pretty heavy rains, a lot cooler temperatures. It doesn't take much for that water temperature to cool down. Yeah, cool. Tackle Terry Tuman, we got to let you go, my friend. Thank you for being so nice and joining us on the Four Outdoorsman. Keep doing what you do, like you and Mark Fish and all these guys. Keep giving back, and it's just such a thrill to be part of your lives, man, because uh, without guys like you, the industry would not be where it is today. So, Terry, thank you for all you do for the fishing industry and everybody in the state of Minnesota. Well, thank you, Stu, so much. It's great to visit with you and great uh, to have a great, great time out on the water, too. You bet. All right, take care of yourself, sir, and uh, be safe the rest of the summer, all right? Thanks, Stu. You, too. You bet. Be right back with Adam Griffith. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free, quick estimate. If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20-yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods, and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Does he 
Ideal Heating and AC has let the dogs out. For a limited time, buy two, get one free. That's right, buy a furnace and AC and get a free water heater. If your water heater is getting up there in age, there's a good chance it's the same age as your heating and cooling system. Save on monthly utility bills with new efficient equipment that comes with a free industry-leading warranty and may qualify for additional rebates. For details, call Dezeal's Comfort Consultants or go to DezealHVAC.com. Yup, Ely, Minnesota is home to some of the best fishing, of course, in all of Minnesota. And we brag that Arrowhead Outdoors is the best bait and tackle shop in the entire area. But you know what? It is. Because for the second year in a row, Arrowhead Outdoors has been voted as the best fishing outfitter in the entire state, according to the readers of the Minneapolis Star and Tribune. That's a big deal. It's the best, not second or third. They're the best. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Next time you're in Ely, stop by Arrowhead Outdoors and congratulate Chris and Steve and find out what really makes Arrowhead Outdoors truly number one. And thanks. A Balsam Beach Resort is just five miles south of Bemidji. Not just to fish, but completely enjoy a memorable family experience. Sure, multi-species fishing on beautiful Lake Plantagenet is superb. But with the heated pool, all the lakeshore water toys, basketball court, bonfires at night, Balsam Beach Resort is a must. Patty and Clint, they work their butts off to make sure that the cabins and grounds are spotless and your guests are going to make memories and they're going to last a lifetime. Trust Strewman on this one. Check out BalsamBeachResort.com. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head -head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There we go. There we go. There we go. Going to get right to this. Adam, hang on a second here. I got to do a couple of little shout outs here. First, I want to do a shout out to my buddy, Mark Burkhammer. I think he's up near Grand Rapids someplace. Yeah, I think he is. And he's going to Alaska here in a couple of days to fish. I don't know what the hell he's going to fish for. A lot of big stuff. Anyway, he's listening to the show right now. So, Mark, uh, thank you very much for listening. Tell you what, if you ever come to the, the Chitek area uh, and you want to golf or bowl, uh, then you can beat the crap out of uh, Mark Burkhammer. But if you want to play bridge, don't play bridge with Mark Burkhammer. He, uh, he's a, a master guy. He travels around the country playing. He, he pl actually plays bridge in tournaments across the country. That's a big-time guy. So thanks for listening to Mark. Also, shout-out to uh, Jeff Jones, my buddy Jeff Jones here from the daytime radio show at the Bob FM. He just gave me some pound cake, I think is what it's called, from the Anoka State Fair, right? Deep fried. County Fair. Deep yeah, fried. deep fried. Any calories in this? Oh, I, I'm going to imagine there's <laughs> quite a few. I'm going to try that. We're going to try some, right? Yes. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah. it's yours too? Now, you said you'd give me a bite. I will. Hey, Adam Griffith, thanks for being on the show, sir. Welcome back. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, I I, I just love you, man. I love I love the, all the stuff you guys do, and 
the Crappie Chronicles and all. You would be successful without the Crappie Chronicles, of course, but it's it's just fun, and, and I love your passion. I love everything you do. Adam Griffith uh, with uh, Griffith Outdoors Guide Services. You doing pretty well, buddy? How's your summer going? Oh, it's been a great summer. Uh, you know, the fish have been biting all year. You just got to adapt a lot with this heat and uh, refine them all. You know, basically every week they've been moving to a different location because their weather's been so up and down. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great summer. You know, I got I to do a shout-out to your old man because uh, I don't even know who your dad is, obviously. But I read on your Facebook page just this morning that you and Daddy won the Nitro Boat Owners Tournament uh, with about, about 16 pounds of bass, I think is what you were fishing for, right? That's that's what it was, 16 pounds, give or take. Uh, yeah, 15.95, yeah. so right at just about 16. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's about time. Like we've been so close in that tournament. Like we always lose a big fish or something happens, and it just finally came together, and we got the W. And uh, I think it's going to be. You're going to see a lot more of those coming from me and him. So. You know what a thrill. To fish with the old man, I just—that's such a, a privilege. It's it's such a special deal. You know, he raised you, and you fished maybe when you were kids as well. Now you're back, and you—it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it was cool to finally win one with him. We fished a lot of tournaments and got a lot of seconds, but we just can't get that first. And finally, we broke that, got over that hump. And I think, uh, like I said, I think we'll see more from us. You know, I was looking again at your Facebook page, and, and again, we're talking with Adam Griffith. He is literally, and this is just not me talking, and, and it's all of his buddies talking, a lot of people in the industry, uh, one of the very, very top fishermen in the entire state of Minnesota. And I know you're very humble as well. I listened to a podcast of yours. I'm not even sure what it was, where it was. It was, uh, yeah, the podcast that you four guys get together with. Who's the host of that podcast? That, that uh, in, in, um, he, he did a show with you guys, talked about your background and all of that, and he said that you are probably one of the top three or five fishermen in the entire state for almost every species because you, you can fish bass, you can fish muskies, you do panfish, you do walleyes, and you succeeded all of them. I thought you were just nothing more than a panfish guy. Oh, no, no. I've been fortunate to have a lot of people that have shown me how to fish a lot of species, and, uh, you know, I... Honestly, like it's just like I said, I've been fortunate, and um, I just took what they they showed me and uh, ran with it. You know, it's cool because again on the Facebook page, it's, you look at the about about Adam Griffith. And one of the things I looked at, I think, every, but every time you look at it, you kind of smile because your work background. It says you worked W O R K E D at Dan Southside Marine. It didn't say you work for Dan Southside Marine. You worked in the past, which means. You got good enough that you could bail out and do what you're doing all by yourself. That makes, that's got to make you feel good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Once I finally got to go out on my own and the Chronicles helped that um, immensely just by getting me out there more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great feeling to be able to, you know, take people out fishing and help them become better anglers. You know, that's what it's all about for me, just watching them grow as an angler throughout the day, like just meeting these people four hours earlier and by the end watching them be better anglers, and, and that's, what, it, that's uh, what does it for me. So. Yeah, Adam's talking about the, the, uh, the show that they have, uh, and it's coming up here. I, you probably have all your, all your episodes shot already for 2023-24. Do you not for winter? Nope, we shoot them all right then. Oh, we do you really? It's all, it's all time, so it's 
um, it's kind of more relevant to the time so people can actually put what we're doing at that time. They can go out and do it at that time and kind of keep it more relevant and then being a year behind. So. That makes a lot of sense, you know. And you talked about being surrounding yourself with people who learn from each other. Uh, you got Adam Bartusik, of course, and Ryan and Waldo, and yourself, uh, yep. the, the Crappie Chronicle guys. And when I when I listen to everything you guys do, it's almost it's like you're like a pack of wolves that you're together, and you're you're hunting fish more than just catching fish. And once you find out where they are, you guys converge and just do what you have to do. It's just almost like a wolf pack. Oh, yeah. Yep, we all have our own strengths. And, uh, you know, it comes together. Like you said, we search for them. And when we find them, it's just we all put all of our experience and, you know, knowledge together. And it just they don't really stand a chance after that. I asked Terry Tuma, who just left the show, the same question I'll ask you. How has the hotter water temperatures affected your fishing tactics? Um, well, you know, the hotter water was like, what I found is, you know, every year, basically, like if you're fishing a lot of dirty water, it seems to push them fish shallower, which is kind of weird. Like, you know, you would think they would want to go deeper, but in dirty water, they tend to push shallower. And then in clean water or clearer water, they tend to push deeper. And it's kind of, it's kind of a cool little pattern when it gets hot. You kind of just remember that, Hey, every year this happens. If I'm fishing dirty, I need to go shallow, and if I'm clean, I need to get offshore and get out there on the deeper weed edges, um, closer to some deeper water where they can pull out and, you know, sit out there and not have to be in that hotter water. We have to emphasize, remember that this is Adam Griffith. He's a professional guide as well, so any place, he'll fish any place for anything. Uh, he's been nice enough to donate some of his time and, and uh, for our Wildwood Lions Sportsman's Dinner the last three or four or five years and taking people out and guiding them and it's he's one of the best he's you got to call him if you want to go catching fishing especially in the metro area um somebody said that you caught or somebody in your group caught three pound crappies in within 60 miles of the twin cities a three pound crop there's three pound crappies within 60 miles of the twin cities absolutely there's four pound crappies within 60 miles (laughs) really oh yeah Holy yep. buckets. Yep, I've seen multiple four-pounders. Um, my last big, the biggest one I caught, the last last of the big one was 315, so he was just shy of four pounds. Do you, do you, send me a picture of that, will you? That just sounds like a, a paper plate or something. That's that's amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, they don't look real when they get that big. You look at them and you're like, this isn't really a crappie, you know. It's like a, diff- a different animal, you know. Did you, uh, did you get that on video? Was that on one of your shows as well? We didn't get it on video. No, this was, I caught it uh, before we started filming the Chronicles. So the biggest one we've caught in the Chronicles was probably a three pounder was the one we got on the backwaters. So, and that one was touching three. You just uh, designed, I think, a brand new fishing rod, ice fishing rod, and it's being sold at Thorn Brothers. It's called the Griff, G-R-I-F-F, ice rod, 21-inch noodle. I don't know what a noodle is, but but, uh, how long have you been designing your own fishing rods? Uh, you know, I've done it for a couple companies. I used to be with Toxic Rods, and we used to do a lot of his ice fishing stuff. And then uh, we got in with Thorn, and, yeah, they just asked us. They said, hey, like, let's do uh, um, specific technique rods. And so we each kind of did our own, like, what we like to do. And I like to do tight lining and use a schoolie 
And uh, so I just built a, a shorter rod that you can sit there. It's ultra finesse. Um, and you close to the hole. So if it's windy out, you can just, you know, you can put your back to the wind. And it's really not waving your rod around and stuff like that. Right. And uh, it's just a fun technique, a fun way to fish. Okay. You, uh, you must have rods for every situation, whether it's weather, whether it's depth of water, whatever it could be. You must have how many fishing rods, ice fishing rods have you got? And what is the best multi-purpose rod you have? If you can well, only, I have if, a lot. If, if you I, I have a lot of ice. Go ahead. Um, I have a lot of ice fishing rods, but if I, if myself, I had to pick, um, I would do probably the rod I designed just because you can do like there. I actually designed two different ones. Like for the first year, it didn't have a spring bobber on it, so you could do like I use that one for more like spoons and more of like a power fishing thing, but yeah. even though it's still that short rod. But yeah. then this last season, we built one with a spring bobber on it, and now that's more like your ultra finesse rod. So I would have to say it would be those two more than just one. Like I kind of, those are in my arsenal every time we go out on the water. If you went fishing for crappies tomorrow, which you probably are going to go, you might be guiding tomorrow. What, um, knowing the, wa- the weather tomorrow with the water temperature and all that, what will your tactics be? How deep are you going to be uh, fishing, and, and what will you be using for bait? Well, if I'm doing, like, shallow, like dirty water, um, I like to troll at this time of the year with small crankbaits. Um, get up in that, like, anywhere from five to nine feet of water because they, would, like every other fish in dirty water, they move up with them. Yeah. And then you can cover a water because at this time of the year, the crappies aren't in these giant wolf pack, you know, giant packs. Um, they're in big groups, but not like what they are in the winter. Um, so yeah, you just cover water in the dirty and then in clean water, I would look for, uh, good green, deep weeds. Um, if you can find coontail off a deep edge, close to deep water, um, a lot of times they'll either be right up on the weeds or they'll just suspend out, um, over the muddier bottom. And so that's kind of what I target. And then I would typically vertical jig those. I'd get right above them and just drop right on top of them. You know, again, listen to the podcast again. I'm not even sure. It was 2010. I might have seen this. No, it couldn't have been 2010. You guys weren't even around back then. Maybe it's 2020. But anyway, they were talking to you and the guys are talking about reading weather as well as, you know, uh, the technology you guys have. I know you have Vexlars. You have, you know, forward-facing sonars and whatnot, Vexlar Temp 28s and everything else. Um, Is is knowing how to read the weather as important or more important than technology itself? Um, it, I mean, yes. Uh, you know, at the same time, with technology now, it kind of takes that reading the weather out of it. You know, because you can just go out there and be like, okay, it's cloudy. They're probably going to be roaming a little more because they don't need to be using structure for shade. You know, like they use the weeds a lot of time just for shade. Yeah. And so if it's sunny out, they'll typically be closer to the weeds. And if it's cloudy and stuff like that, the fish will tend to roam um, a lot more just because they don't have eyelids, so they can't close their eyes. And you know what I mean? So they're always susceptible to the light, the light penetration that right. they get. So, right. um, What is your next big – are you guiding this week? How often are you guiding now? You've only been full-time for maybe a year, right, give or take. Uh, how often are you guiding all 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 year long? Um, usually in August, I kind of take a break. August and September, it's kind of the slow season. It's just kind of just people just kind of are winding down for the summer, and they just it just seems to be slow. So I just you know I kind of guide when I can, and um, I do some side work with one of my buddies, and so um, I kind of pull it back at this time too. It's kind of a nice little relaxing after. Um, the first, you know, April, May, June, July are really busy. 
and it's kind of nice to just take a break, go do some fun fishing. But yeah, I guide. I probably have one to two a week still. You know, at this point, that's that's nice. So do you and do you and the guys from the Crappie Chronicles ever get together and just not even bring cameras and go out there and fish and have a good time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we'll get together and like. It's hard because a lot of us have, you know, like in the summer, we have a lot going on, like Bart's doing a lot of tournaments. Pink Hollow's over, always in Wisconsin Wisconsin fishing over there for muskies, and yeah. he loves them toothy critters. And then Waldo, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of, he kind of jumps in when he can because he sold his boat. So now he's like, you know, we'll, I'll call him up and say, let's go catch some bass or something like that. But yeah, we still fish together. It's just not um as much as we do in the winter because then that's really what we all focus on so all right one last question from my buddy adam griffith it's griffith outdoors guide services you guys got to call him especially if you want to fish metro stuff doesn't make a difference what it is he's going to find it for you what is your i might have asked you this before as well but what is your bucket list trip that you haven't taken yet to fish uh right now it's lake trout um i want to go to montana and fish on fort peck and catch lake trout trout through the ice and then eventually i want to get up into canada and go for the real really big ones so you'll do it then do it buddy yeah. just do it we're gonna yeah. <laughs> adam i gotta let you go I, I thank you for joining us and thanks for everything you do for the wildwood Lions sportsman's dinner take care good look good luck and have great success and this is season four i think for the crappie chronicles right correct all right have just kick some ass youtube the crocky chronicle uh, crappie chronicles and enjoy them all winter long Adam Griffith and the gang, thanks, my friend. Talk to you guys soon. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good day. You bet. Have a great summer. Take care. Going to wrap it up. Thanks for Tackle Terry Tuma, Will Goebel, Adam Griffith for joining us on the Polar Outdoorsman. We have a lot of fun and learn a lot as well. But honestly, God, you want to fish the Twin City area? Get a hold of Adam Griffith. All right. I tell you what. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. In the meantime, my buddy Brandon's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.